This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you making? This is Cafe Mocha. We've got Chuck D talking about everything from hip hop to cancer prevention. And if you haven't signed up already, Cafe Mocha's giving away a couple of trips to Dubai with Lonnie Love. Go to CafeMochaRadio.com. You'll see a big picture of Lonnie Love inviting you to leave. Afro Zones Dubai sound off March 3rd through 9th. Click that, get registered. Speaking of Lonnie, she's upset about the internet haters and trolls. That's next. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, yo yo, Angelique. What's up? In this world of COVID and, mm-hmm. and so much happening as far as you know, people passing and you know, all kind of you know things. Why people still hate so much <laughs> online? Isn't that crazy? People are so bored. I don't know about you ladies, but I have made a pact with myself that if I go online and I might say something and it doesn't agree with a person and if they want to try to just dig and just be like, I don't know, because Twitter is good for it. Twitter is good where you got these so-called woke people and they think they're so intellectual and you go to their um, you go to their uh, account. and They only have 200 people. And but then they're trying to, like, embarrass you or make you look crazy. I just block them. Mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even argue with them no more. I don't send them a, a text, you know, right. and these be our black people, these be right. our, especially our sisters. They like, I find the most disrespect comes from those who are uneducated, who are just miserable in their life. They're bored with their time. And, and, and I told that to my sister one day. I said, listen, well, as we get older, we have to do something. I don't know if you have to go outside and throw a ball all over again. But what you can't do is sit and be miserable. The worst thing, a, a lot of people are growing old and growing miserable. And how else do they show their misery? Through other people. They hate on other people. Hate on me, haters. I mean, the, the thing is, unfortunately, fortunately, in some ways, unfortunately, in most ways, uh, social media has given everyone a voice. And a lot of people are angry. A lot of people are lonely. A lot of people are just desperate for attention from anyone about anything because you're sitting there looking at everybody's best pictures. Okay. I mean, we're all on camera right now and we look, you know, hair messed up. This is <laughs> us, you know, Lonnie got one eyelash missing one, one eyelash on one. Like she took half her makeup. Like this is just us regular, but that's not what you get. And that's not what you see on social media. I don't even reason with, with people mm. anymore. I just, if I, I don't like what you say to me on, on, on Beyonce internet. I just go ahead <laughs> 
and I and I block you. I think people could use a, a lot less time on social media. You know, women should have should start uplifting each other, supporting each other. And this is what we try to do at Cafe Mocha. That's all we try to do is just, you know, any woman, whatever you're trying to do, if you just want to raise your kids and be the president of T- PTA, that's what you can do. You know, we try to inform you. But the, these three women that you are listening to, we work really hard on this show to try to give you something that you can walk away with. And we give you some good music to listen to. So, Angelique, we don't thank you enough. So we just I just want to thank you. Send me some, oh, send me a pizza. Okay. Now you're asking for too much. <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie, Love, Yo, Yo. Hip hop is turning 50 in 2023. It's a style of music they said was a phase. But today you turn on any pop station, it's dominated by rappers. Even country music artists got rappers producing tracks and rappers on tracks. Um, joining us now, is a legend in hip hop yes. from Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, th- all you have to do is say Chuck D. Yeah, wow. everybody yeah. knows you. Welcome to everybody. Cafe Mocha. <laughs> no, nah, thank thank y'all. I mean, y'all y'all are doing so great, and of course, you know the Queen Yo Yo. Yo 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 is just like she's she's the pioneer and legend. She she's you know people are they they give a lot of credit to hip hop and they say. The radio stations is the biggest, you know, music in the world and all that. But when, when it comes down to the proper accolades and giving opportunities and looking for the lanes that I see the rock guys get or the way they treat pop artists, I mean, I could see a little bit more help going to everybody that laid down the foundation in hip hop, and um, I don't see that as much as we should. So I just thank the foundation and the pioneers, and I'm talking about, you know. Yo-Yo and even what you're doing on, on radio, what you've done all these years in radio and media, Angelique Lonnie. So, hey, I mean, I, I'm like a prism. I just divert the light and try to spread it to as many people, people as I can. Well, you've been doing it so well, Chuck D. Um, you know, hip-hop is turning 50 in 2023, and this was a style of music that they said, like, like you said, was a phase. Um, so I don't I, know who said that. I don't know who said that. <laughs> when they were saying, when they were saying that, I was busting them in their chops. Because <laughs> I mean, when the hip hop came out and they told me how how it was a fad and how little it would be around, I said, "Yo, you don't even know the history of rock and roll." And every time they thought rock and roll started with somebody, they thought that was somebody else. Little Richie was always there screaming. They just pretended not to hear him. Sure did. Wow. For you, when did you realize that this wasn't, that the media was wrong and that this was, like, going to be a global thing? When I got involved with it in 1979. And then also (laughs) when I saw Run DMC, especially when they released Raising Hell in 1986, I said, you know, those rock boys better look out in arenas and stadiums better look out because this music is just as powerful. You know, when you started out, we had like the party rap where you rapping about chicks and, you know, cars and all that stuff. And then you had. Well, 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 let me tell you about how important that was. I mean, you got music. So music is the party. It comes from black people, you know, moving and shaking to the lights anyway. So the music definitely going to have a party to it. 
I mean, the first rap record that we know rappers alike say hip hop, you yeah. know, and, and, and from everything from holiday ends to the Knicks playing basketball. I mean, yeah. so yeah. And then you need the car to get to the party if you outside the urban area, like the city. So that's, that's a part of rock and roll too. So what we just added, you know, we just said, well, every party needs security at the door. When public enemy started, it was a lot of party music. It was what made you want to be the voice for the community? What made you go the route you went? I didn't want to make records. I was chased down to make records that we were so good. Rick Rubin asked me for two years and I kept telling him no. I said, yo, I'm too old to be making those type of records. I, <laughs> I don't have high schoolers as my peers, man. I'm like, I, I was 27, Flavor was 28 when we made Yo Bro Rush the Show. But we said, look, we could take what we were doing in, in Roosevelt and Long Island, Nassau County, and take it around the world the way it should be done. And everybody could breathe and live and eat from the same buffet. So that's that's what made us say, look, we <clears throat> we are older, so, you know, we're we going to come out and act our age. We didn't pretend to be like, I mean, Flavor sometimes believe, pretend that he was four, but <laughs> but most of us, most of us had to be, you know, we was what we was in our age. You know, I was 27. I sounded like 27. I miss wait, wait. some of that, you know, conscious rap. I miss the message rap. You hear, you know, here and there, Kendrick Lamar, here and there. You hear it peppered in. But do you think, I'm going to blame it on the record companies. But do you think there's going to come a time again where there's the balance of that party rap with the social political rap? Is that ever going to come back? I never do a big glow around socio-political as a term. All politics do, you know, if, if a lot of rap was street, all politics was is knowing who runs the streets, not who's running in the streets. And you could tell a lot of stories of who's running the streets and what is behind the streets and what's behind the game, behind the game, and still make it fly, you know? Um, and that's what we did. So is it coming back? You're not putting together a dissertation inside an encyclopedia. So yeah. you got to come up with a combination because it's music. I mean, jazz artists, when they play instrumentals, a lot of times they go deep into their world and with their notes and stuff like that. So this is what it is. So you always got to have a good combination. Now, do I believe that we should always young and dumb ourselves down. To me, right there, that, that when you actually are changing your art to do it for somebody else other than yourself, and you are changing who you are just to fit uh, a square into a round circle, then you're doing it for something else that, that ain't the arts in, entirely. You're doing it for... I never, ever in my life have wrote a record for somebody else. I always wrote every single song that I've written and performed and recorded for myself, my obligation is my art is to, so I could be happy. Now, my obligation when I get in front of an audience is to give 200% because they came to see me perform my art to the best of my ability. That's what they paid their money for. But my art has always been like, this is what it is. You could take it or go home. This mm -hmm. is, that's, what, that's how artists should operate. So whenever an artist has to, okay, you got to do this thing over here. Especially they made the, the terrible mistake, the industry was all, especially when Yo-Yo, you know, first started, it was all male bigotry. Um, it, it was just straight up like dudes trying to tell a woman what to do. That, that's what made even Cube different when we advised Cube when he was doing Yo-Yo's first project. is like, you know, 
let the woman do what she want to do and say what she want to say and don't get in the way. And I think Cube was really one, one of the first that said, you know what, man, I won't overbear on what she should say or what she should yeah. do. Matter of fact, on Cube's album on America's Most Wanted, <laughs> that was that was spoken very clearly. I want to ask you another question, Chuck. We've been losing so many of our hip hop brothers and sisters and health has wow. really been an issue. I, I think I heard you say something. You, you, you text me or DM'd me about, I think we lost 50. How many did we lose since we, we, December? Well, since December, we've lost 12 primary artists and we've lost, seven others that are affiliated in the area of songwriting production and also, you know, movie. So it's about a total of 20 since December of 2020. And we're talking about a lot of them before the age of 50, definitely 55. And that is, you know, years ago, about 30 years ago, I've made a point of saying, listen, you know, we keep it to the stage. We keep it to the, to the, you know, to the records, but the older you get, you're going to have to realize is that there's not a celebrated lifestyle that's going to work for long term when we yeah. celebrate a lot of those things that people be doing in their 20s and in their, in their teens and even sometimes climbing into their 30s. There's a payback, and the big payback is when you cross that 40-yard line. And that 40-yard line issues that seem small become bigger. And in 50, they become twice that size. We call it the 50-yard line, which is half the football field. So if you want to break life down into, I don't know if y'all follow football as much as basketball, but breaking life down that we know it in four quarters, it's like 40 is halftime, which means that if you're trailing or whatever, you got the other half to try to get to 80, that you got to figure out your game plan. If you started off on a bad foot, you got to try to turn it around at halftime because the third quarter is the beginning of 61. That's the third, that's the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. Anything at 80, after 80, is overtime. And, mm. and in football, football is sudden death overtime. So I try to break things down in the way of everyday speak and tell people, like, listen, this what you did at 21 ain't going to work at 45 as easy. And, and we've lost a ton because of, of people because the lifestyle that's celebrated. I have one more question before, we, before I give it up. Do you think the executives have played fair with these artists who have found themselves broken, lost out of, uh, of, a, of a generation or, or, or a, uh, an entity that now people celebrate. We're getting museums. People are getting stars. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. How do you feel? I don't, yo, yo, I don't think the fair, because the, fair and business might be, you know, oxymoron and stuff like that. But they sure ain't, they ain't played family. So when they say, oh, come on and part of the family and all that, they, you know, just say you're not part of the family. And I'm not, and this ain't got to be fair. Most artists want to be loved. They want to sign on with somebody. They want to be seen. They want to be bigger. I think we have a severe lack of understanding and visualizing the love we already have in our community or even in, in, in our families. So therefore, love looks a lot bigger when it's on the outside coming from somebody you don't even know. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network 
an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Edumatainment. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Chuck D is our guest this week on Cafe Mocha. I'm Angelique, along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo. So tell us what the Hip Hop Public Health Advisory Board is. What do you guys work on? I- well, I wouldn't be on this show if it wasn't for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could talk about anything else. I mean, I'm just saying. But um, Dr. Olegide Williams, a neurologist, the brother, you know, from the UK and Nigeria background, and... He, years ago, was concerned about, like, look, man, what's, even what kids are eating in the schools or, uh, you know, I love hip-hop, man, but the lifestyle is, is, is sending people in my emergency room at a younger age, at like 35, he's working on hearts and brains and strokes and stuff, like cats rolling up in there at 37 and 42 and stuff like that. And he says, you know what, I love hip-hop, man, but... But the way that it's projecting and selling the lifestyle that is fly and we can't do anything about it other than take it on to be hipper is stupid. And I want to be able to prevent and, and, and negate that with as much as possible because I'm on the other side. Now, I, I wonder um, how this information comes, like how it's received from you versus the doctors. I mean, when you go to the community and you talk, do they listen in a different way? I know you guys are doing a big colon cancer push. Do they listen in a different way? Or is it just like, man, I ain't going to the doctor. I don't care who asked. I don't care. My thing is, I'm going to say what I got to say. My own brother might have a hard time going to the doctor, but I, but I'd be on. I don't care what his response is. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, I mean, come on now. I mean, I mean, right. Who's minding the store? It's like, it's like you, you can't be concerned. Like your your, your child don't want to eat. It, it, then you can you can figure that one out. But if a grown person doesn't want to pay attention to what you tell them, you got to move on. You know, listen, listen. It, it boils down to this, right? 
We only try to inform people to end up knowing your own do's versus your don'ts, your wills versus your won'ts, your can versus your cans, uh, and your can't versus your can'ts, and your is versus your ain'ts. That's all. How do people uh, stay connected to that the advisory board? Yeah, you could you could you could definitely go. Uh, you know, I use Twitter all the time, so you could follow it from there by just following uh, Stand Up to Cancer, and that's at S U two C as the Stand Up to Cancer, and also that's hip hop um, org like hip hop health uh, org H H P H O R G, and that's uh, you can go on Twitter and then find out all the other social mediums and platforms and dot coms and dot nets and all that stuff that's connected after that. Or you can just follow at Mr. Chuck D. Yeah. You get a whole lot of mess with that too, but but yeah, come on. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate y'all. All All right, y'all keep doing what you're doing. You help you need just holler at me. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Uh, Love you too. Love y'all too. All right. Peace. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. The nation lost a true trailblazer in General Colin Powell. This is a guy born son of immigrants in New York City, raised in Harlem in the South Bronx, graduated from City College in New York. And he rose to the highest ranks not only in the military, but also in, in areas of foreign policy and statecraft. Jury selection began in the case against the three white men that killed Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. They're going through 600 potential jurors in hopes of finding 16 who aren't biased. The challenge uh, for this trial will be seating a jury uh, that can be fair and impartial uh, because this is a small town and so many people uh, have been talking about this case. BET Her has a short film out this weekend called Her Lifeline, starring singers Carrie Hilson and Raheem Devon. It's all about domestic violence. A lot of times, younger women in particular, they won't talk about domestic violence at all and they won't share anything, but they will always go to their social media to, you know, to show off. They don't tell you the truth about what's really going on in their world. That's The Espresso. I'm Angelique. Cafe Mocha's headed to Dubai and you can come with us. Register at CafeMochaRadio.com. Click on that picture of Lonnie Love holding the Afro Zones Dubai sound off. You and a friend can be our guest from March 3rd to the 9th. Thanks to our friends at Afro Zones, Dubai Tourism Board, and the best international travel agents, you can enjoy a taste of culture, sights, and the beauty of Dubai. I hear it's gorgeous. Just go to CafeMochaRadio.com, click the Afro Zones Dubai sound off. And get registered. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.